You're listening to The Thriving Nurse Podcast. I'm your host, Abby Sanchez, and this is episode 150, What to Do About Toxic Jobs. Did you know your nursing dream job is out there? But it's not something you find. It's something you create. And I can show you how. I'm Abby Sanchez, and I'm a life coach for nurses. Using my experience at the bedside, along with my psychology degree, I help nurses build confidence, manage overwhelm, and fall in love or back in love with being a nurse. So come along with me and I'll help you create the career and life you crave. You ready? Let's go. Hey there, my friends. It's a beautiful spring day over here. Spring is my favorite season. Sometimes I think fall is, but then every time spring comes around, I'm like, oh my gosh, it is so beautiful in the spring. We have this big plum tree in our backyard that in the spring gets these beautiful pink blossoms. They look like cherry blossoms, but I guess they're plum blossoms, right? (laughs) But it's just so beautiful and all the trees blossoming around and Oregon is just so lush and green and beautiful. It is the best time of year. So I just love it. I hope you're enjoying your spring. To contrast that happy cheerful atmosphere of the springtime. Today we're going to talk about toxic jobs. I know many nurses would label their job as toxic. I see this on the internet all the time. I hear it from nurses all the time where people say, I'm in a toxic job. I have a toxic work environment. Or nurse mentors and coaches are saying, don't tolerate a toxic work environment. So what does that even mean? When I hear the word toxic, I think of those little pictograms. Like at my hospital, we do what are called health streams. You might call them something different at your hospital, but they're educational videos to make sure everyone's up to date on policies and you just have all the information you need to practice safely. So every once in a while, I have to do this health stream about toxic chemicals. And it teaches you about the little pictograms, the images they put on the labels of chemicals to let you know if it's flammable or if it's corrosive or if it can be like an aerosol chemical that can be damaging to breathe in. So there are little pictures like skulls and crossbones and fires and all these things that let you know this is toxic and you need to be really careful with it. So some of you are like, where was the pictogram on my job application? (laughs) Because they forgot to tell me that this job is toxic. Now, the thing is, you may be relieved to know your job isn't actually toxic. It wasn't that they forgot to warn you and they should have put a label on it, but jobs cannot be toxic. Now, I know sometimes they feel that way, and this is not to say that your job is not part of what's impacting your mental and emotional health, okay? I'm not disregarding your experience there, but I want you to know that your job is not toxic. So when we think about what it means for something to be toxic, like the definition that comes up for a toxic chemical or toxic substance is it's poisonous, and it can have negative health effects. Now our jobs, obviously it's not like we walk in and we breathe in the air and we just like drop dead, right? Because people are gossiping or because 
the staffing is so bad or something like that, right? It's not like you get exposed to that and all of a sudden you become physically ill. But many of us would say, but being in these environments of high stress or whatever you're classifying as what's making it toxic, we're like, that is mentally and emotionally causing harm to me. So that's where I think some of us think our job is toxic, but I want you to know that is not the case. And that's really good news because if our jobs were toxic, it limits our options because either we can avoid it at all costs, right? Like a chemical that's toxic, we can just stay away from it so it can't harm us, or we have to protect ourselves against it. So that can be kind of scary if you're going into work thinking, I need to protect myself and be on the defensive for 12 hours straight for 36 hours a week. That sounds exhausting right? So I want you to know it's not your job that's toxic because if it were, then every single person who works on your unit or in your facility would be experiencing the same things, right? Like if someone's exposed to a toxic chemical or let's say an animal eats something toxic, we're going to expect to see the same thing from that animal, right? Like one time my dog ate some raisins, So when I called up poison control, they're asking me about the expected symptoms because pretty much all dogs that eat raisins are going to have these same effects. Now, a lot of people at your facility might have some of those same mental and emotional effects that you're experiencing, but it's not a given. It's not every single person is going to experience it. So the way I like to think about it instead is it's not a toxic job. Instead, there's a toxic reaction that might be happening. So like I said, I don't want to minimize your experience in this job, that it could be part of the equation that you're having mental and emotional problems, but it's not the job itself. Instead, it's a reaction that's happening. And the good news is you are in control of the other part of the equation to make this reaction. Now, I'm not going to pretend I'm a chemist. (laughs) I'm not going to like get into chemical reactions, but basically what a reaction is, is if you take one chemical and combine it with another, then it does something, right? Like baking soda and vinegar. If you mix it together, then it does the whole volcano thing, right? So this is what's happening in so many of our jobs. There's this environment, there are these outside factors, these circumstances, and then we're having a reaction to it. So most of us are like, okay, if I want this reaction to stop, this volcano reaction to stop, then I have to get rid of the job, right? Let's say that's the vinegar in the equation. We're like, I have to get rid of the vinegar, Because it's bitter and it tastes bad and it's causing this reaction. And while you can do that, totally, you can do that, you also have more options because it's not the vinegar itself that's making the explosion. It's what you're adding to it that's creating this reaction. Okay, so what's making it feel so terrible that's causing this reaction, that's your side of the equation to own, is how you're internalizing it, what you're making it all mean, the story you're telling yourself about it. 
And when you add all of your thoughts and opinions and interpretation to it, that's what creates the reaction. Now, this isn't to blame you. This isn't to say you shouldn't be having those thoughts, but I just want you to know that it's so much more empowering to think about it that way because you can't always take away the vinegar, right? Like sometimes you can, and we'll talk about that more, but sometimes you don't want to for some reasons. Maybe you want to stay at this job for a number of reasons. There are parts of your job that you really love and some parts that you're like, this is the vinegar. So if you know that you get to decide if you put the baking soda in or not, then you get to control the reaction. Okay, so this was something that I learned as I got into thought work because as you guys have heard me say on the podcast many times, I did not love nursing when I first started out as a nurse. When I was only a couple of years into nursing, I thought for sure I had made a mistake, that nursing wasn't what I had imagined it to be. And I don't know if you would have asked me at that time if my job was toxic, if I would have said that, but I definitely thought my job was creating the reaction. I was giving it all the credit for how I was feeling back then. I would have thought that's what's making the explosion, you know, that terrible feeling within me, all the stress and overwhelm that I'm experiencing. But as I got into coaching and I realized, no, my thoughts about it, the story I'm telling myself about my job, the story I'm telling myself about these interactions and about administration and about my patients, all of that is the baking soda that I'm adding. And once I took ownership of it and I noticed how my thoughts were changing my experience, sometimes my thoughts were robbing me of fulfillment. When I would think the thought, what's the point of doing this? I'm not helping these people. These people should be more grateful. I was robbing myself of fulfillment and feelings of appreciation and joy. When I thought, I'm terrible at this. There's no way I can get all this done. This is miserable. This isn't fun. Then I was creating a toxic experience for myself. And as I took ownership over my side of the equation, I was able to stop adding a whole bunch of baking powder. I was able to stop creating a toxic reaction even without my job changing at all. And so it was like, oh, my job actually wasn't toxic. I was adding things to it that made a toxic reaction. You see the difference there? And again, it's not to blame you. It's not that I was doing anything wrong back then. I just didn't understand. I didn't have the knowledge that I have now. And that knowledge has since empowered me to change my job experience completely. All right, you guys. So that's why I want you to know that your job isn't toxic because if it were, again, it's like, okay, I just got to get out of there or I need to protect myself and be on the defensive all the time. And so what I'm saying instead is, what if we just stop adding baking powder to it, okay? We can control so much. But, and this is really important, just because you could keep the reaction from happening through lots and lots of thought work in some situations, because there's just so much vinegar there. It's like a room full of vinegar. It doesn't mean 
you have to, or you even want to all of the time. There are some situations that we want to have those thoughts about, that we want to think this is unacceptable. This isn't okay. I don't feel comfortable in this environment. I don't want to do the work to stay mentally and emotionally healthy in this environment. It's too much work for me to do. So there's absolutely no shame or anything wrong with you if you decide, no, I'd rather just go somewhere with less vinegar. That it's not so triggering for me to have these thoughts. Even though I'm in control still, I'm in charge of my thoughts. It's way easier in some situations to have thoughts that help you feel peaceful and healthy and whole and complete and fulfilled. And it doesn't even have to be like a vinegar-filled environment for you to decide to change. Did you know that? Did you know you're allowed to change your mind anytime you want to? You can decide, I just want something new. I know a lot of times we think we have to have a really good reason to justify leaving a job or making a change in our lives. You don't. Or I should say, you wanting to, that's a really good reason. Okay, so it's not about if your job's toxic or not. It's just, do I want to stay in this environment? Do I want to change my thoughts and do the work to feel healthy and fulfilled and enjoy it here? Or maybe I even want to have thoughts about how this isn't appropriate, this isn't what I want to do with my life or how I want to spend my time, and I want to make a change. Okay? But I just want you to know it's up to you because sometimes you're in situations where you can't take away the vinegar, you can't control it, or maybe you don't want to. You still have the power to create the experience you want. Sometimes people hear me say, you create your experience at your job. Like in the intro to this podcast, it says your dream job isn't something you find, it's something you create, right? So sometimes people interpret that to mean, well, it's my job then to make any job that I have into a fulfilling, positive experience because it's not the job, it's me. And that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying you can, if you want to, Or you can change jobs if you want to. But I just want you to know that changing jobs doesn't guarantee a happier experience. So it's really important that we get clear on what's creating our emotions in every situation so we don't get stuck. So we're not like, what the heck? I thought if I switched jobs, then I'd finally be happy. And now I'm in this new situation. I'm still not happy. That can be so frustrating. So I want you guys to understand what's creating it all and keep your power so that whatever situation you're in, you get to create your experience. I had a really interesting conversation with a friend the other day that got me thinking about this. She's going through a divorce right now and she's very involved in the world of coaching and she knows and has heard me teach before that there isn't any better than here. So if you guys haven't heard me say that before, what I mean by that is when you're trying to pursue a goal, let's say, I want you to know that once you get to that goal, to that destination, that point isn't inherently any better than where you're at now. Okay, so like for instance, I have 
this goal that I want to live in this beautiful yellow house in my neighborhood. I've told you guys this before. I'm still obsessed with it. I still walk by it all the time. So my goal is to live in this beautiful yellow house. And my brain kind of believes if I lived in that yellow house, things would be so much better. I'd be so much happier. My family would have more space. I'd have a home office. Everything would just be better. It's just the most charming, cute house. And I love it. So I obviously would be happier there, right? That's what my brain wants to believe. But the thing is, I know that if I got into that house, maybe I'd be happier, but maybe I wouldn't. And it has nothing to do with the house. And it has nothing to do with my current house either. The reason I say there isn't better than here is because of exactly that. Because both are our circumstances. Where I live now and that yellow house, there's circumstances. There's things happening outside of me. And our circumstances are neutral. They're not inherently good or bad. They don't create our emotions. And so if I live in my current house and I think I love this house, this house is perfect for my family. We can afford this house. It's not too big that I have so much to clean up all the time. It has so many memories here. I love this house. Then I will feel gratitude. I'll feel peaceful. I'll feel content. And if I think those same thoughts in the yellow house, I will feel those same exact emotions. Or if I think this house is too small, this house is cluttered, this house needs so much work done to it, then I'll feel discontent. And if I think those same thoughts in my yellow house, once I live there, then I'm going to feel discontent there too. And the thoughts probably wouldn't be a direct transfer like that, where in my house, I'm going to think these positive thoughts and I could think those same ones in a different house. And same with the negative thoughts. They're not going to be the same. Like in the yellow house, maybe I'd be thinking this house is so big. I'm tired of always cleaning it all the time. So I'm going to feel some discontentment where in my house, I'm like, oh, it's too small right? Or this house costs more, so now we don't get to travel. So now I'm discontent about something else. And then same with the positive thoughts. Different thoughts are going to generate the emotions I want in those environments. And the key is I have to truly believe them. But with some finessing, we can find thoughts that work for us in either situation and generate the emotions we want. So the point is it has nothing to do with the place itself or the circumstance itself. That's neutral. It's just walls and carpet and grass and none of that can make me feel anything. It's just my thoughts about it. So there isn't any better than here because they're neutral and because the thoughts are available to me in either situation. Okay, so that's what I've always meant when I say there isn't any better than here. I want you to keep the ownership that you're creating your experience, that your circumstances are neutral. So don't wait till you get there to be happy. But it was really interesting to talk to this friend because even though that thought helps me stay grounded and to keep my ownership over my emotions, it did not help her in that same way. She was saying, you know, as I'm going through this divorce, it's really hard. It's really emotionally challenging. There are just a lot of things to figure out. 
So when she thought that thought there isn't any better than here, it created these feelings of hopelessness and discouragement. Like, what's the point? What's the point of going through all these challenges with this transition if there isn't going to be any better than here? And some of you might think that when I talk to you about jobs, right? Like our job is the circumstance, what people are saying and doing, the policies, the interactions we have, the patients, all of that is your circumstance. And so if there, like a new job there, isn't any better than where we're at now, then what's the point of changing our jobs? What I believe is you should choose whatever thoughts serve you. If believing there isn't any better than here, if that thought discourages you, don't use it. That's why you have to do the test for yourself. How does this thought actually make me feel? What emotions does it create? Is it empowering and moving me forward in my life? Or is it keeping me stuck and stagnant? So you have to decide, how do I want to think about it? What works for me? But the truth is, they are both neutral. Your circumstances are always neutral. One is not inherently better than the other. But I do believe that the future can be beautiful. That it can be a totally different experience for you. That it can be calm and peaceful and aligned with your dreams for your life. But it's not because the circumstance changed, it's because your thoughts changed. And some circumstances are much easier to have peaceful, happy, optimistic thoughts about. And that's okay. Some circumstances, we don't want to think peaceful, happy thoughts about. Like if someone is mistreating you, or if you're in a work environment that does not align with your values and morals. Like, yes, you could do the thought work to get to a peaceful place about it. It would take a lot of work, but you could get there. But do you want to? Do you want to become a person who thinks of all those things in a positive way or who is happy with mistreatment? That's not what I want. That's not what I want for any of you guys. So sometimes changing your circumstance is a beautiful option. It's awesome when we have the power to do that. And in so many of our circumstances, we do have the power to do it, right? It's like, okay, I can change my job. I can change a relationship. I can change all these things. But sometimes we're like, I don't want to make those changes, but I do still want to be happy. And that's why it's important for us to keep the ownership over our emotions, And because when we go to that new situation, we don't want to think all of a sudden things are going to be perfect and be really discouraged when they're not, right? Like I think about it, like my house, I'm kind of embarrassed to tell my Boldner Society members this who are listening. (laughs) So a year ago in Boldner Society, I mentioned in one of our classes that I have these leaky windows in my house. There are a couple windows that when it's really pouring outside, They don't have some metal bar siding thing or something that's supposed to go above the top of the window. So some water will leak through. And a year ago, I got a quote to get this fixed and then I didn't do it because I got it done in the springtime 
And then it was summer and it didn't rain. So I was like, oh, my leaky windows are fixed, (laughs) right? And then fall and winter came around again. It started raining. I was like, oh, nope, the leaks are still there. It just wasn't present in my mind. And that's what happens sometimes when we change our circumstance, but we don't change our thoughts. We think the problem is solved. We're like, okay, I left that job, that environment that I was in. Now I'm in this new environment. It should be better. But the only reason it's better is because it stopped raining. Not because you fixed the window. So that's why we want to do thought work. We want to recognize, okay, my thoughts were creating it all along. I can change my thoughts. I can create the experience I want through my thoughts. Thoughts are optional. Because if we don't do that, then we get to the new job and the window is still leaking. Or maybe it's not a leaky window. Like maybe it's not the same exact thing. Maybe it's like with my yellow house that I was talking about, right? So I think once I get there, it's going to be so much better. Once I get to the yellow house, maybe it's not a leaky window, but it's the air conditioner isn't working. If I haven't cleaned up all my thoughts and I think similar thoughts about the air conditioner as I was about the window, like I have the worst luck with houses. If that was the thought that was in my mind, then as I get into a new situation, I bring those same thoughts with me. It creates the same experience, the same emotions because I'm thinking the same thought. So this is often why I encourage people, don't rush to get to a new situation. Don't rush to change your circumstance because you might just be bringing old thoughts with you that you haven't cleaned up and you're going to create the same experience for yourself just in little different flavors and in different contexts. So we want to clean it up, but that doesn't mean you have to stay in situations that you feel are unhealthy or unsafe for you. It doesn't mean just stay there and suffer through it and do the thought work there until you feel better, until you figure out how to manage your mind around it, and then you have permission to leave. That's not what I'm saying. What people often ask me is, should I stay and do the thought work or should I leave? Should I get to a new situation? And I have a couple answers for that. First of all, It can be both. Like you can decide, I'm going to leave this situation. It feels toxic to me. It doesn't feel healthy to me. I don't want to stay and subject myself to this anymore. And I'm going to do the thought work. I'm going to, at the very least, just continue to recognize it was my thoughts creating my experience there. At the very least, that's what I'm just going to keep the ownership over my emotions that my thoughts were creating it. Or maybe we're like, okay, I want to get out of that situation and I'm going to continue to process it. I'm going to just examine it from a distance, which sometimes is the easier way to do it. Because when we're in the thick of it, we're like, this is too overwhelming. I just can't even process it. But once we get some space from it, sometimes we're like, okay, now I can breathe a little bit but I'm not going to move on and just be like, okay, it's summertime. It's not raining anymore. The window's fixed. Instead, I'm going to be like, okay, it's summertime. Now I'm going to work on the window while it's not raining, which makes a lot of sense, right? It's a lot harder to work on the window in the pouring rain, but in the sunshine, when you've got some space from it, 
continue to examine those thoughts and work on them and gain awareness over those patterns your brain falls into because those patterns are going to show up again in different contexts, in different ways. And so you might need some help getting awareness over those patterns so you can get to the core of them and solve for them so you don't do the same thing in new situations. And then another option is to do what I did when I was a new nurse, that I was in a situation I didn't think was ideal and was really hard and stressful for me. But like I said, I didn't feel like it was toxic and mentally unhealthy to the point that I needed to get out of there. So what I did is I stayed where I was. I ended up coming into coaching and finding coaching. And then I did all the thought work while I was there. And turned out it wasn't toxic. I was totally fine and happy and was able to create a totally different experience for myself. So you can try that too. If you're in a situation that you're like, this is hard. There's some hard things about this. But I don't feel like I immediately need to get out of here. Stay and try some thought work and see if you can create a different experience right where you're at. And for help with that, that's what we do in Bold Nurse Society. We do both of those things in Bold Nurse Society, whether you're looking at it in the moment when you're still in the situation or if you decide to leave the situation and you want some help working through it after the fact, that's what we do in Bold Nurse Society. So come get on the wait list to Bold Nurse Society because doors aren't open right now. But if you go to www.thrivingnurse.com forward slash BNS, as in Bold Nurse Society, waitlist, then you can join the waitlist and I'll let you know when doors open. So again, you have to type the www on my website, www.thrivingnurse.com forward slash BNS waitlist. And I'd love to help you sort through those things and create a situation and experience for you that you love right where you're at. All right, you guys. So just to give you a quick recap over what we covered today, I know it was a lot. I want you to remember that your thoughts create your emotions and your experience every time. Whether it's a situation you're not happy in or a situation you are blissfully happy in, you are the creator of your emotions there. Now, some places and some situations are more prone to create reactions for us, right? It's like the vinegar and the baking powder. And if you're in a situation that you feel like you're constantly having emotionally unhealthy reactions and it's really challenging for you, you can leave. But also know that as you do thought work sometimes, you can create a totally different experience for yourself And it won't feel like a toxic situation anymore. It won't have that toxic reaction. So keep your power. You have so much power in these situations. You have the power over what you think, what you bring to the situation, and you have the power to take action in your life, to choose new environments, new places to be, new things to expose yourself to. And most importantly of all, I want you to know that the future can be a beautiful experience. It can be bright and everything you dreamed of better than what you even imagine. 
Now, I don't know what all the details look like for your future, but that experience that you have internally can be amazing. It is totally possible. All right, my friends, have a beautiful week. I'll talk to you later. Take care.